Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Big Idea, Big Moves. This is the destination podcast for high performers. And uh, um, we bring inspiring people who have done really cool things, but in a bunch of different niches. So um, they come from different backgrounds. We've had athletes on, we've had CEOs on, we've had people that are branding experts. And uh, um, so really an eclectic kind of group of guests, but they all will bring something of high value. We, we love having um, really high level guests on here. And, and so you'll see that today. Um, we'll continue with that kind of tradition of having some really good takeaways by the time we're done today. Um, the other part is, is because we are in kind of a weird time right now, as we've done on the last couple of um, podcasts, really want to thank all of the um, hospital workers and essential workers that, um, um, you know, we may be home kind of doing some additional work and doing different things, but there are people out there um, actually helping us get through this right now. So just wanted to thank them on behalf of um, the podcast as well. Um, and also want to mention one of our supporters, Jazz HR, has for anyone who is involved in essential work, um, they're an applicant tracking system that is right now um, offering it up for free to anyone who is dealing with essential services. So if you're recruiting and hiring for those positions um, and trying to get people in to be able to work and, and do that, um, you know, take advantage of it. So if you go onto our website, which is www.bigideabigmoves.com, there's a link there that you can go through and take advantage of it. And, and if you're not, then obviously, you know, still take a look at it, but, um, but it is free to those people um, right now. So, uh, so definitely take advantage of that. Um, today's guest, um, really happy to have it because uh, um, we've um, I've been watching her stuff for a while. She's done some really um, cool things. Michaela Alexis has quickly um, become a real influential content management expert. Um, she's a sought-after speaker. Uh, back in uh, about 2016, I think, um, is where um, she kind of her story on LinkedIn started. Where she uh, um, she had a, a post or an article about landing her dream job, and that went viral on on LinkedIn. Since then, she's authored dozens of articles and garnered millions of reads, um, has been featured on CNBC, um, success.com, BuzzFeed, other uh, platforms as well, which you'll, you'll hear about. Um, she's managed the online presence of more than 100 different brands over the last uh, decade or so, um, and has partnered our start in um, some uh, branding campaigns with Crown Plaza and K-Swiss. Um, and she has a personal community of over 160,000. And, uh, um, followers on LinkedIn, and uh, and recently has, has starred in, in the Amazon Prime reality TV show, and that's the social movement. So you'll uh, be able to see that as well. Co-wrote a book, so she's done a whole bunch of different things. She's a LinkedIn kind of uh, official um, uh, trainer, learning instructor as well. So done tons of cool stuff. And and the last thing before I, I kind of push it over to you, Michaela, is that um, we were talking before we get on here, we're both Canadian, so I'll give that little yes. Canadian plug right now, um, which is uh, pretty cool, and both of us love coffee, so that's <laughs> awesome, so, so thanks for, for jumping on the show with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I definitely love to uh, talk to fellow Canadians, because it's like the one interview where people don't call me out when I say A. Yeah, that's it. Always it. Comes I won't out even notice point. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about there how it seemed like your your success kind of took off suddenly, but really, there's a there's a real backstory for you about yeah. getting to the point where um, sure. that article came about. Yeah. Um, and I thought it'd be interesting for people just as the lead in a little bit, just walk us through a bit about what you went through before that article yeah. became big, and and uh, we'll start from there. 
Yeah, I like to think that my story is super unique, but the more that I talk to people, the more that I realize that people, everybody in one point or some points in their lives, you're kind of faced with two decisions. Either you let go of this idea of who you're supposed to be to embrace who you are or kind of just say, no, this is a good enough life for me. And I felt like I did that for probably about a decade um, in my career where I was just kind of, I kind of felt like I was just trekking through it. Like I was just, you know, that whole idea of like just paying bills until you die. And uh, that sounds really, really dark, but it's true. Right. And it, it, you know, I think that there are moments in our lives where we ask ourselves, is this it? Is this all that there is that's out there? Or is there something wrong with me that I'm not more appreciative of at least having the opportunity to be able to pay my bills, to be able to have that job security and all those things? And um, for me, everything really came to a head. It was about a month before my 30th birthday. And that was really pivotal for me because I thought of my parents at that age and, you know, they had the big house and the stable careers and the family. And I looked around and I, you know, was recently laid off. I'm looking around and my life didn't look anything like that. In fact, I, I felt like I wasn't any closer to that sort of life than I was when I first started my career. And so um, I feel like change was kind of bored out of born out of just being fed up with the way things were going in my life and um, feeling like, you know, maybe there's a way that I can start to take back control of my career destiny. And for me, that was LinkedIn. So rather than sending out a whole bunch of resumes and hoping for the best, I posted on LinkedIn. I said, I'm not going to send out any resumes. I'm going to rely on community. Um, this is what I have to offer. This is what I'm looking for. If you know anything, let me know. And I had nothing to lose at the time. So I didn't really expect anybody to respond to it. And all of a sudden my inbox was like flooded with people being like, you know, we don't have a job opening, but we're always looking for people that are like ballsy and courageous and take chances. And that kind of blew me away. That I feel like was my first aha moment because I always kind of felt like people wouldn't care about you unless they they knew you. And I found that the more that I shared my story as a career or a job seeker on LinkedIn and was really like real and authentic about it, the more people were invested in my story. And that was really cool to me because... At, at that time in 2016, everybody talked about how terrible the internet was and social yeah. media is ruining connections. And I, I was finding something totally different. I'm like, no, community is still alive and well and, and human connection is never going to die. It just looks different than it did before. Yeah. And um, so that first article that I wrote that went viral called How I Landed My Dream Job in Two Weeks on LinkedIn was really created because I felt like I had found a better way of doing things that I wanted to share that with other job seekers. So it, yeah. it's, it's still kind of embarrassing that that was like the thing that kind of changed my life. Life because if you look at the article, there's like memes that are ripped off the internet. Like it's very <laughs> unpolished because I never intended for it to, to catch on. Yeah. I was just trying to help other people. And I think that, you know, you've probably spoken to people. That's how all of these things happen. There's no accidents in life, right? The idea of changing your life because you found something you wanted to share with other people or you were struggling with something and you found the solution. That's a story that you hear again and again, especially when you talk to leaders, entrepreneurs, that's where it usually comes from. Right. So looking back, I don't think that there were any accidents. It certainly didn't come overnight because I feel like I had to be thrust into a place where 
I had to make that decision between either living life the way that I had until I retired or making the decision to be ballsy and go for something different. And that just really opened up a whole world of possibilities. And all of a sudden people were invested in my story. So I just started sharing more of the things that people weren't talking about, confidence, fear of failure, um, fear of rejection, reporting harassment, um, which was, you know, people ask me like, how do you do that? It was never easy. It still is not easy. Everything yeah. that I post makes me feel nauseous. <laughs> but usually that's like that gut feeling of this is really important to talk about. That's why I'm feeling so nervous about talking about it. So well, and, and actually, that's the one piece that's that's interesting with you because you um, your reputation is built on being very authentic and being very open and transparent. So yeah. that I think you know that that kind of feeling in the pit of your stomach when you go to send something out is comes from it being very personal. Yep. How do you, how do you kind of, how do you keep yourself, you know, in flex when you've, you've got such an openness, but it also brings yeah. negativity and positivity to you as well. So how yeah. have you kind of managed through that process? I think just remembering why I started to begin with. I mean, I started creating content and building my personal brand um, really because I wanted to help myself. And then from that, uh, I wanted to help other people. And so by just focusing not on what the negative responses might be, um, not worrying about my yeah. physical reactions to it, but yeah. that end reader, that person that just needs permission, that just needs to feel like they aren't alone in their experiences. Yeah. Um, and I've watched people, I've been, I've had the pleasure of, you know, being a speaker and being a trainer and watching somebody release this like baggage. And sometimes we think that, you know, the business world is all logical. We make all these rational decisions, but that's not true. Is it? It's because a, a career is a relationship. And so if you go into a relationship with all sorts of baggage, it's probably not going to work out really well. Right. And so when it comes to your career, if you're holding on to that fear of rejection, if you're worried about not being enough, if you're worried about job secure, all of these things, then you're probably not going to be as creative or as productive or as effective as you could be um, as a leader if you kind of embrace these, these vulnerabilities. So I love, there's nothing I love more than watching somebody, you can actually see their shoulders kind of relax when they're talking about their challenges because now all of a sudden they have less baggage as they kind of move forward. Now, how do you um, how do you kind of go through that tightrope of especially LinkedIn because LinkedIn is is probably that's your expertise for sure, but it's also the one platform where a lot of people you know push between okay this is this is business let's cut out all of the kind of the sure. personal this isn't Facebook this isn't you know that's you hear that all the time on that platform yeah. so um, how do you kind of help people either get through that or how do you get that you know it is a bit of a tightrope walk for you as well. Yeah, I think that the the tightrope walk tends to be a lot scarier for those that are older. So I work with clients that are from, you know, they're still in school, they're about to graduate yeah. up to close to retirement or retired even, and they have a side hustle. Yeah. And I've noticed that the older my clients are, the more ingrained this idea of there's a personal and the professional self yeah. and you never let them mix. That's like yeah. the one rule. Right. And I still have some of that. Um, certainly I'm kind of like in the middle of that, <clears throat> but I think that, I mean, the business world is changing dramatically. You know, this, I know this, we're literally talking from home right now. 
right? Yeah. I have my dog sitting in my lap right now. <laughs> and this was true before the virus and, and this pandemic. This is going to be even more true after the pandemic. There's going to be more people working from home. People are going to have to find ways to live a life where, um, you know, they have the, their personal and their professional lives that are a little bit more intertwined than we're, what we're used to. Where back in the day, you could work a nine to five, you shut off your computer, you don't have a cell phone, right? Yeah. You don't have uh, email to check on your phone and all those things, so you could shut down. And so it was a lot easier back then to be able to have this professional persona, which wasn't really like you at all, um, because you had opportunity to shut it down. And I think that now we're in a position where that's just not possible anymore. So the only real solution is to kind of find ways to marry the two so that you're not constantly feeling like you're in a state of tension, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. Well, and, and a lot of that is more pronounced probably now than, as you said, than yeah. any other time. It, it's funny, just um, just recently I talked with a, a person is, who's really heavy into change management, and he was talking about leaders who are used to having um, that persona, or some people are better, and he said they're better actors right now, yep. but that doesn't yep. mean they aren't going through the same turmoil inside and have to deal with the yep. same change emotions yep. at the same time. So, um, you know, you see that in, in the work that you're in as well. Um, you know, you, you mentioned how now you can be much more connected throughout a day. So um, you're working as a, a kind of a solopreneur now, and we'll kind of go through how you got there. But but through through that process, how do you, you know, your your life, it, it, you know, the business part of your life is is related to social media. How do you kind of keep your own balance in, in your day when as, a, as an entrepreneur, you can be very tied to your work all day very easily? So how do you balance that yourself? Um, that's a really great question. That was probably the, I would say the biggest struggle that I had when I worked solo. You don't realize yeah. how great it is when you have somebody that tells you to go home. Right. When you're, yeah. when you're working for yourself, you're like, when do I stop? When do I start? When do I take breaks? And so that was definitely a learning curve. Like the first year that I was working solo. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's all about knowing what kind of style of worker you are. So my husband, just as an example, he works in the government and he's very much like, he'll be watching a, a movie and he'll check work emails and it doesn't stress him out. Like he's very yeah. good at kind of moving in and out between the two. Yeah. Bless him. I am not that person. So I am very much rather than like taking like these long breaks throughout the day, I'm a marathoner. So if I'm in work mode, I'm fully in work mode. So yeah. I actually have a space in my house. I have an office. I'm very lucky to have that space. But even if I didn't have this room, I would still find a corner and that's where I did all of my work. So I mean, I am just the type to kind of trek through what I need to set aside that time. And when work is finished, work has to be finished for me because otherwise yeah. I will be that person that from the more, but you know, first thing in the morning, looking at the phone, last thing before bed, looking at the phone and it just ends up just kind of stressing me out. So yeah. I have to, um, I have to kind of be the employer and the employee and that's not easy. That takes yeah. some time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it does for everybody. And if, um, you know, but especially those people like at, at this time when everybody's at home, um, you know, there are those people who maybe had co-working spaces and things like that, where yeah. there was that, at least that ability to feel like yes. there's a break in the day. Yes. Um, for a lot of people, there isn't that even go to a, go to the corner Starbucks for a little bit. So it does feel like a break in the day. And now it's pretty easily just to sit there and, and start churning through stuff and, and not have that break. So, yeah, I think it really comes, you know, set an alarm 
have a morning routine, whether it, you know, it doesn't have to be anything huge. I know there's some people, I have some friends, it sounds silly, but actually when I first started working solo, I did the same thing. I would actually get in my car and I would go to Starbucks. Uh, I would go get a coffee and I would go around the country roads for about 15 minutes because that's how long it would take me to get to work, listening to the podcast. And by the time I got back home, I sound like a crazy person. I would be in work mode, but that's how yeah. my brain works. And I, you know, even if it's now you go for a walk like you did, yeah. you know, when you would go to the office, when you come back in, it's crazy how the mind works. But I think that's why gyms exist. I think that's why there's movie theaters because our brains need a space to do certain activities. Yeah. And I think knowing that, but everybody's different, right? So um, I'm, I mean, I've, I've tried since the beginning of time to be a, a morning bird, never going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, and I know that. So I like to have a nice and easy morning. Um, I've actually started since the pandemic um, blocking off uh, uh, Mondays. And Monday has become that kind of bridge between Sunday and Tuesday. And that's something that I didn't expect to work so well for me, but it really does help me to kind of, transition into the mindset of work rather than forcing myself to work on a Monday. So really just take the time to figure out what works for you because every single person is different. And I think anybody that has a spouse working from home right now is like, yep, Michaela. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and that's, that's the thing, right? Your, your routine can, it can look completely different right now and you have to figure out how that, how it looks best for you in your situation. But having a routine, it sounds like in talking to most people right now, the root, having some sort of routine makes a big difference because it does just kind of keep you in, in that mode a little bit. So absolutely. Very cool. Um, so I'll go back a little bit because you, you did make a transition where, um, you know, after kind of the article went up and everything, you, you co-founded, uh, um, you know, a, a digital marketing kind of agency yeah. and, uh, yeah. um, you know, you, you did that for a while and then decided, okay, this, this is uh, the next move yeah. I want to make. Why don't, why don't you work us through a little bit about, you know, when did you decide to, to do that? And then why decide to move on from it? Yeah, social media is great when everything is going well. Social media is really tough when you are going through yeah. massive challenges in your career. Yeah. Uh, so I um, had landed my dream job with an IT uh, support company, which sounds so crazy to say a dream <laughs> job, but they like the culture is amazing. There is still, you know, yeah. I'm still great friends with um, the owners there and it was just a, such a wonderful job. But as my personal brand started to grow, I started to get more offers and opportunities that I had to turn down. And it just got to a point where um, my then bosses approached me and they're like, well, we want to, we were thinking about starting this new digital agency that kind of worked, it complemented what we were already offering. Did you want to, um, did you want to join us and, and kind of run the business? And of course, I mean, I jumped at the chance and um, in my mind, I was I had made it. That was it. Right. I had the corner office. I had the prestigious title, everything that I had kind of been working for all of a sudden just kind of happened. Yeah. And, um, so it was great. I wrote this article. It went on CNBC. Um, you know, I had flowers that were sent to my office, but you know, at a certain point, you know, the flowers die and the congratulations end and you kind of have to look around and say, is this my dream? And for me, unfortunately, I looked around and I'm like, Oh no, this isn't, this is not my dream at all. This is a thing that I've been working for for a decade and this isn't it for me. And that was really tough because for about a year I was still doing it. I was 
you know, I was going and I was speaking about making your career dreams come true. And I was doing all these motivational, inspirational talks and behind the scenes, I was really struggling because I knew that this wasn't right for me. This wasn't the space for me. I was very, very lucky in that position because in the middle of all that, I was also training clients and I was speaking and something happened as soon as I went into training mode and speaking mode where I just turned into a different person. And that's that like flow that everyone is like, yeah. you know, that moment where you find the one. And for me, I knew that was it. And so I was very, very fortunate to find that in the middle of all that. Um, but I, I don't know if you know the story, but I went to Costa Rica kind of to get away and try to figure out what was going on in my brain because something was not working and went on the zip lining tour. And at the end of the zip lining tour, there's this thing called a Tarzan swing. So they strap you into it like with like ropes and stuff and you swing off of a cliff. And so I did it and, you know, I started off like so joyful. I see the birds and the trees. I'm in like, I'm literally like flying in the middle of a jungle in Costa Rica. And then all of a sudden I start crying and it was because in that moment, I realized that I couldn't remember the last time that I had genuinely smiled or laughed or I could just be myself. And that was really weird for me. And I couldn't even talk about the trip when I came back home. And it, it just, you know, that voice just became louder and louder. And it got to a point where I realized I, I need to step away. So, and I've never been a decisive person. I have never been a risk taker at all if i go into a subway restaurant i'm that person that takes an hour because i can't figure out how much <laughs> lettuce i want on my sub and yet i walked in to an office and said take me off the payroll i can't do this anymore i need to go and pursue this other thing and the only explanation that i have for that is that i felt like i was truly being led by something that was bigger than what i could understand at that point and that was you know going and working solo and uh training and helping people learn LinkedIn and how it can work for their business and for their, for their careers. And I haven't looked back since there, obviously there's yeah. been challenges being a solopreneur, but I've never had anything in my entire life that fits like this. I feel really, really lucky that despite everything that even happens in my personal life. Um, and even during the pandemic, the one thing that I always look forward to is, is working every day. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. I mean, that's, that's the hardest thing to find a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, eventually yeah. the, the, uh, the money and all those other things come, but yeah. you know, it's finding the, you know, what you're passionate about and what works well. Yeah. For you. That stuff doesn't matter when you're going in with like dread and it is that there's, I, I'm sure that there's people that are out there that have been in that position where you're just kind of sitting in the parking lot, holding the steering wheel, being like mentally trying to go into the office because you're doing something that just does not fit with who you are. And, um, it's not a great place to be. So, so right now there are probably a whole bunch of people that are listening that um, because there's so many people who are out of work right now, um, yeah. so many people who are not in the position or maybe have had time at home and are rethinking the same way you did about what they want to go yeah. back to or whether yeah. they want to make some changes over the next little while. Um, yeah. What advice would you give them about, you know, how do you, you know, what should they be doing to, to kind of, you know, think through that process? Is, is there something from your experience? Yeah. I th you know, when I left my, um, well, I guess the last job that I ever had, which was um, at a, a, a local startup, yeah. I, the one thing that I did differently than I had done before that allowed me to be able to find that dream job was taking time to grieve. And I think that that is something that we don't talk about in this culture 
we put so much pressure on people to produce and be productive and and be put their all into their their job but what happens when they lose that job then and so for a lot of us you know, our job is a big part of our identity. We aren't just, you know, I'm not just Michaela Lex, I'm the millennial LinkedIn master. And it would be tough if I didn't have that anymore. Um, even though I do have like great work-life balance even now, but for those people, it's taking the time to grieve the loss of this idea of who you were, um, because you have to be able to do that to create space to create who you're meant to be. Um, so I think really taking that time, I always say when you're a job seeker, make happiness and your well-being, your full-time job. I did morning yoga. I did all the things, reading books and all that, because I knew that when the time came that I had to go into interviews, listen, I have never in my life had to turn down job offers. That process before I landed my dream job in a two week period, I turned down four job offers. And one of the reasons that that happened was because I made it such a priority to feel confident, to feel good about myself. Um, I read all the self-development books, all of the things, because I knew that when I walked into the room, I needed to create the right type of energy in that room. I needed to show that I was whole with that job or not. Yeah. And so really working on that, I know it's, it's, I mean, it's so much easier to say than to do, but but make it your mission to, to create happiness. Use this time to experiment. I mean, I had the time to finally sit down and write, which is something that has always been kind of near and dear to me since I was little. Use that time to go back to whatever that, that hobby is, whether it's writing, whether it's reading, uh, creating art, uh, woodworking, whatever it is, um, and see what you can do with it. Because this is a great opportunity. I know myself in my business, I'm taking a lot more chances. I'm creating funnels online. I'm creating online programs. This is not something that I'm necessarily really comfortable with. But I know that there's no greater time to extend to now to experiment with some of the things that I maybe didn't have time to do before or I was nervous about doing before. Um, So see if you can take because really what ended up happening with me is that I had a, a side hobby, which was creating content on LinkedIn that ended up becoming this incredible career. Yeah. Well, and that's the, that's the opportunity that is right now. Like that's, I think a, there are a lot of people taking advantage of it and, and hopefully when they hear things like that, it, it kind of prompts even more people to kind of think through what they can do over the next little while while they're, um, you know, otherwise uh, yeah. just thinking through stuff, then maybe hey, also try stuff. Magical things can, can come from rock bottom. I really believe that when your back is against the wall and you um, suddenly don't have the security, all of these things that you normally have that's where innovation comes from. That's where risks come from. That's where courage comes from. And I truly believe that some of us, you know, we we think, I remember before I was laid off thinking that I would be absolutely broken, like devastated if I ever was laid off because there's such a source of shame for me. And when it happened, I remember sitting there as they're talking and all I could hear was like, oh my gosh, I, wait, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> like I'm still alive. I didn't die from this experience that I thought would kill me. And yeah. so I really think that a lot of us have this like extra reserve of strength in us. And I know that this is a, a really horrendous time for so many. Um, I'm very, very privileged. And I, I, you know, I have to mention that I'm speaking from a place of privilege because I have a husband that's an essential worker. There's a lot of people that are out there that don't have that. Maybe there's two entrepreneurs that are in the, the family and yeah. you know, they're losing work and, and business and all those things. Um, but I really, truly believe that all of us have the strength with 
within us to withstand whatever comes our way. Yeah. And now uh, some people when they're home and, and one thing they can really get from you, uh, it's very cute. <laughs> um, the, <Agreed>. yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things that, that, um, you know, can, uh, can, Tap, they could tap into your experience, I think, is that, yeah. you know, some people are starting to figure out what do I do on, what, what are a couple of things I could do on LinkedIn um, to, to kind of get my brand started? Um, do you have a couple of pieces of advice there just as a starting point, at least for them? I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I have created so many free resources for people. Yeah. Um, I created, while I was at Grade A Digital, which was my agency, before I left, I created a three-hour course, which is a five-star review. There's over 3,000 people that have taken it. I have never made any money off of that course. I use it strictly for job seekers, entrepreneurs, people that are looking to take that first step in their career yeah. and in their lives. That's available for free to take. Um, so definitely take advantage of cool. some of the resources. If you want to go to my profile, read through my summary. I have a whole bunch of stuff that's on there. Um, so that would be number one is take advantage of what's available. Even things like LinkedIn learning, LinkedIn learning has, I've seen that they, they're doing promotions for six months free of premium access. They have one month yeah. free, go and take the free stuff, right? Like yeah. I, I'm doing the Peloton app. Right I'm now. doing all the free stuff, all the free trials yeah. that I can. Um, so start, start there. Um, the other thing is, is to think about how you can start it and kind of marrying the two between the personal and professional, because we are going to see a huge shift in the business culture more so than what was already happening where people are going to want to do business with people. Yep. They're going to want to uh, do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Look at like the news right now, you know, all the companies, you know, we're, we don't have as much uh, controversy in, here in Canada, but in the U S with the small uh, business loan and all these big corporations that applied and have now had to send the money back. Yeah. Look at how people are reacting. That didn't used to happen where they were holding companies and executives within the business accountable. Yeah. We are so craving trust um, and human connection that we are not just looking at companies. We're looking at the individuals within the companies. So start thinking about how you can share more about you, that human element to you, sprinkling your personality on LinkedIn, on your profile. Um, and I think really also just taking the time self-care. I know people talk about self-care all the time, but it really is not an optional thing. I know for myself personally, if I skip like, yoga, if I skip meditation and walks with my dogs or getting out of the house, walking around the block, whatever it may be, I turn into a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think everybody does. I think it's everybody does. Truth. And so yeah. know that, you know, sometimes it's not time to push. And it's not time to hustle. Sometimes it's time to rest yeah. and to recharge um, and know that, that you, you might need to, to create that balance in your life. Well, well, and, and it is, as we were talking about how it's pretty easy to just sit at a desk, be able to do your stuff right now. And there's not that prompting to, to get out. And, and uh, like, I think of, I talked to clients yesterday who their entire day is becoming, instead of sitting in an office in meetings all day, they're sitting on zoom all day and, you know, yeah. and, and there's, there, you have to have some kind of flow to your day and allow there to be more to your today, more to your day than just sitting in front and doing meetings all day. Yeah, I actually have. Um, you can kind of see the corner here, but in my yeah. office, I have it's it's my dream board, and that was created because I can I can be I full disclosure I can be a complete workaholic if I allow myself to be, and so I created my dream board, which I do every single year, and it has one column for work 
one column for play, one column for health, and one column for family. And so that to me just kind of, it's always, my goals are always equal across the board because each one of those categories kind of um, affects the other one. So writing down goals. So when you have a to-do list, do you have stuff on your to-do list that's about your body? Do you have stuff that's on your to-do list that's about your family or maybe calling friends? Uh, do you have stuff that's on your to-do list that's just fun, like just doing a painting or um, playing a video game, whatever it may be, you're a definition of fun. Are you um, living a well-balanced life? And I think sometimes like actually laying it out that way is helpful. Great. Well, it's, it's great advice. And I think, um, you know, we need to make sure that we uh, help direct people to so, um, so people can look under your profile at LinkedIn, and there's information there. Um, yeah. You also have a book name of your book yeah. it is, is think video. Um, so it's smart video marketing and influencing. So if you're into video, if you're trying to figure out how to get started on video, maybe that's your idea of player yeah. is to try out new equipment and have some fun with video editing. So that's a great book to kind of get into the game. Awesome. And, and just, uh, you know, again, if you haven't kind of went through Michaela's posts and her different kind of pieces of information, absolutely do that. Um, some really good free stuff. And I know that you can also connect with her and she could help you kind of build some of this stuff, whether you're an organization looking to partner on, on how to develop your brand presence. She's a fantastic resource for that. So, uh, so definitely Thank tap you. into her. Yeah, no, I, I think that um, we're lucky to have you on here because uh, it's, uh, it's been nice to talk about your journey a little bit bit too and about um, kind of what things are uh, uh, are like from your perspective especially as a uh, as an entrepreneur so um, sometimes Good. you don't get to say kind of all of that fun stuff as well as what you're kind of you know you have a, a huge skill set in how to boost your brand presence on LinkedIn so it's fun I mean to me it's play so yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, well, the hard part it kind of goes into work and play so yeah that's it well, again, thanks very much and make sure that you go on there. Um, I will remind everybody that um, um, hit the subscribe button on the podcast. We have um, new uh, guests every week and, and uh, you know, some, some great information as we go through. Um, one thing I am going to highlight as well is that we have talked about a couple of times about how many people um, are, uh, are without a job right now and across, uh, across the country and across North America. Um, so one of our other supporters, Epitome HR, has, um, uh, is taking, um, taking resumes, taking information, and as roles are coming up, they're filtering out information as to where those roles are. Um, and also, if they can, get um, uh, use their networks to get people in front of hiring managers. So the link, again, is also on the website, which is www.bigideabigmoves.com. So definitely take a look at that. Uh, there's also a big move plan. If you're thinking through all the different um, moves that you might want to make in the next little while, while, take some of the advice that we've heard today and be able to um, think through the, the things that you want in your, your personal life, your business life, your uh, um, family and, and health. And those information are on there as well. So you can kind of use that as a bit of a guide as well. So um, again, thanks to Michaela. And uh, we will talk to everybody again on Big Idea, Big Moves. Woo.